Welcome to You're Not That Special. My name is Emily. And I'm Sarah. We're two Enneagram 4 INFJs here to talk with you about mental health, eating disorder recovery, and the challenges that we all face. I'm really pissed off. Okay. Take two. This is take two. It's been a while since a take two. <laughs> we normally just sit here. Yeah, we nail it on the first try usually. <laughs> Hi, it's another week of You're Not That Special. Thanks for joining us. It's a real pleasure to be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said that in take one, too. <laughs> yep, I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, how's your day going? Oh, um, it's good. I um, snoozed in this morning, uh -huh. <laughs> and... Um, then I got coffee with um, somebody that I had met in high school. Um, we had gone to like a youth group conference thingy mm -hmm. like every year together for a few years. And, you know, we're Facebook friends <clears throat> and then just never saw each other again. And randomly she like started working at my chiropractic office. Huh. So we went and got coffee this morning, and it was so nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Huh. I know. And I don't know why we both were like, God, we finally did this because we've talked about it. Yeah. We've had it scheduled before, but then I think I was the one that had to cancel that. So anyways, <clears throat> that's my day. Nice. You? Um, it's been fine. Busy. <laughs> but... Fine. I did not uh, snooze in, as you put it. I woke up bright and early, but before the sun even came out. Oh, my gosh. Like, way before the sun came out. Well, the sun doesn't come out until, like, 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <when I, laughs> that's when I opened my eyes this morning, and then it was out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my day was fine. I'm, like... I went to bed early enough last night that I'm not, like, tired. Like, I think I got kind of a perfect night's sleep. Oh. Yeah. Wow. My watch actually told me that I've had, I'm on, like, a streak of really great nights. Sarah, so what I feel are you good doing? about that. I don't know. I'm just going to bed. I mean, I'm going to bed early-ish, but, like, for what? a What's... fitting time of the time that I'm waking up. Okay. I mean, ideally, there are some nights I do need to do that, but there are some nights, or I should say there are some mornings where I do need to be up quite early, but there, the nights, the mornings that I don't need to, I really should be making myself stay up a little bit later and then just hopefully sleep a little bit later. Yeah. Because right now, like the last week, it's been, I've just been sticking with that routine as if I have to get up as early as I do oh. some days, but I don't want to be... I don't want to do that every night because I don't think that's, we've talked about sleep so yeah, much, but sleep. it's just. Although I'm still like, I need to get up earlier. I mean, it's just a fact of life, but mm -hmm. I do. And I don't want to. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a tough, tough place to be. <laughs> it is. 
I mean, after Thanksgiving, my body just kind of shut down. So then I was like, oh, it's okay. But now I'm like, it's not okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Hmm. What time do you go to bed? Oh, early. Okay. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> like last night, I went to bed at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Whatever. I'll get it figured out. This is just a weird season of life. Yeah. There's a lot that I'm navigating. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's super busy with work, so it's it's weird. Well, and to be navigating that season of life in this season of the year. Exactly. Like, it makes it extra hard. Yeah. I feel like I'm feeling that, too. Yeah, absolutely. It adds, like, a dynamic <clears throat> that is just not pleasant. Mm-hmm. And the weather is changing. Mm-hmm. Makes Although mostly it's been pretty weird. nice, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too upset with how it's been. No. But on the really cold days, I get annoyed. The windy days, that's when I... It's always like, it wouldn't be so bad, but the wind. Right. Classic Midwest. Classic. So, there's that. That's probably my struggle. Oh, like balancing sleep and self-care, just finding a balance Yeah, with stuff. But my strengths, um, have you seen Brene Brown's new book? Uh, I don't think so. Atlas of the Heart. Okay. It's great. Okay. Um, I've been reading that. And I've also been reading that book that you loaned me. What's it called? Crazy Like Us. Crazy Like Us, yes. Which is fascinating. It's really interesting. It's not an easy read. No. I got a 33 out of 35 on my paper about it, though, so I'm pretty happy. You got a what? I got a 33 out of 35 on my paper. My professor said she loved reading it. Well, Which, then, to me, did... sounded like a 35 out of 35, but <laughs> right. I didn't argue it. Because... <laughs> I'm glad you finally got that grade. You've been super... Yeah. <laughs> that was... An, it is a good book, though, because I yeah. typically, historically, um, never do, like, assigned readings. Yeah. I just can't do them. hmm And this <laughs> book, I can't. can't. I can't. <laughs> it's not a won't. It's a can't, okay. I feel. Okay. I um, trust you. But I read that entire book. So yeah. for those who might be wondering what it's about, it's <laughs> like how the United States and the Western world's perspective of mental health and like diagnosing and mm-hmm. kind of the symptomology that goes along with different areas of mental health has um, infiltrated essentially and impacted other areas of the world. Yeah. So I read, I've finished a part about anorexia and Hong Kong. Yep. Which, yeah, I mean, it was just fascinating of considering how the different symptoms show up in other areas of the world. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. I was like, what small-minded view I've had my entire right. life. Yeah, it was, it's really interesting. There's a section on, like, depression in... Ooh, I can't remember what country. 
PTSD in Sri Lanka and schizophrenia in somewhere too. Um, but yeah, eye-opening and definitely makes makes you feel like, oh wow, like I had no idea and and then feel kind of, I don't know, I felt bad for not even having ever considered some of the things. I know. Yeah, it's depression in Japan, schizophrenia in Zanzibar. Oh, yes. And then PTSD in Sri Lanka. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Sri- <laughs> Whatever. Sri Lanka. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think that every clinician should have to read that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are your strengths and struggles? Um, okay, they are connected. My strength... <laughs> because you have been given permission yes. this episode to have the same. Yes. See, it started as a strength. Okay. Well, no, it continues to be a strength. <laughs> <laughs> I um, had a really good therapy session and like really got into some stuff that I have not ever gotten into before and it like started a really good conversation that we're gonna continue and I just like was making a lot of like connections and just thinking about so many things and it was really helpful um and just kind of eye-opening and everything and it was like the session itself was just super vulnerable and I felt super good after it for a little while. <laughs> well, the day of, actually, I came home and, like, completely, my, speaking of your body, like, shutting down, yeah. like, that's how it felt. Like, I did nothing. I laid on the couch, did nothing. I, like, felt, like, sick, like, just kind of, like, <laughs> fell apart a little bit. But then for the next couple of days, like, was just so interested in all of it. And everything we had talked about and I was like doing some more journaling about it and um, like feeling really good. And then I think the struggle came when I stopped like only thinking about it and started like feeling mm-hmm. yeah. about it more. Yeah. And so then that hit me really hard um, really for like a day or two. And now I'm just kind of like steady again. (laughs) I have another session though, like this week. So we'll see. But um, that's good though. I mean, if you think about the progress in that of like a couple of days versus weeks. It didn't like knock me out for the whole week or anything after I started feeling it. Like, so, so I don't know. Um, The moments that were hard with it were super hard, but yeah, like I said, now I'm kind of back in the place where I'm, like, intrigued and, like, okay, let's explore more, but... Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. I, um, speaking of all of that and the body and whatnot, after we recorded our last episode and I was like, yeah, fuck right, my therapist (laughs) said this to me, had a huge, like, vulnerability hangover of, like, oh, my God, (laughs) what did my therapist really think? Or why does she think that? Like, don't give me too much credit. Yeah. I'm not doing as well as she thinks I'm doing. Mm. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. All of that. It's intense. Yeah, it was. Because then there's the, yeah, you ha- then you still have to deal with the situations. Mm-hmm. 
So if those are our experiences in therapy, why do we keep going back to therapy is the question yeah. today. It's a great question. And I don't feel like it's something that I've like thought of that much. No. Because I, I've been in therapy for so long now that it's just kind of like, I keep going back because it's just what I do. Like I, I just, like I don't think about it every week. Like, why do I do this? Right. You know, it's like every like, once in a while I'll have one of those moments where it's like, where I do really think about it and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for this or, oh, I'm yeah. getting this out of it all the time, you know? But I think a lot of time I'm just like, it's part of my routine, so I just right. do it. It's like part of, it's just one of those things that is factored in for self-care. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes like if I'm doing my budgeting and whatnot and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I spend this much money every month or every year on therapy, what could I do with this money? Yeah. I'm really pissed also because I just did my, I had to redo my insurance, my health insurance this year. Mm. They just like don't cover for when you have to do your stuff like, I don't, whatever. Entrepreneur, mm. how I have to do my insurance kind of sucks. And just there's not a lot of access unless you want to pay like astronomical amounts for your premium. And like, this is not fair. So given that too, like, yeah, why do I keep, yeah, I mean, obviously it's something that I shouldn't say obviously, but, um, in my mind, it continues to help me grow and navigate many aspects of life. I was actually just talking about that with my friend this morning, um, as to, I think sometimes when people think about therapy, it's like all this, you know, old stuff that's happened in your life that you're just bringing to the surface. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's not really what it's about at all. It's how, like there have been things in my life that impact my beliefs, my patterns of behavior, my thoughts about myself, mm -hmm. the way I speak to myself and the way I engage with other people. Um, and so it's not like about rehashing those things, but of understanding the impact that they've had and kind of looking at where am I now, you know, in a unhealthy versus healthy definition of myself and how can I move toward a healthier version of myself? Yeah. Um, so there's a personal aspect, but then there's also like, I work in the mental health field and I work with individuals who also are struggling and are holding a lot. And sometimes we just need space to be able to confidentially process what that experience is like and what that, maybe that triggers us in some way or bring something up from our own story of like, or just makes us curious about something. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been really helpful to have a space that I can process that stuff too. So personally and professionally. Yeah. Helps keep the conversation going. Yeah. I think like the way you said it's not always about like rehashing things and just like focusing on that 
mm-hmm. to, with like processing um kind of the stuff that I'm working on right now it's like there's it's such a balance of the way things have impacted me but like in ways now that was where some of the connections I was making last week of how impactful it is on my present yeah. and like that that's what's important to me right now um right like it's important to talk about maybe what the things were that did the impacting right but I'm not I mean I'm not gonna say it's more important but it's like it's very relevant to my present day so like that's yeah. why it is helpful to talk about and um like it an example of that, I've for myself presently, which is not something that I'm like talking about every week in therapy, but the things that I have to consider are things like, why do I have fear about being in a relationship mm-hmm. or having children or mm-hmm. like these things that are going to continue to impact my future Yeah, are things that I'm navigating, like what has happened to me historically yeah. or what environment have I been in that it's impacting those types of decisions I'm making right over and over exactly and I think you know one of the things that my therapist and I like talked about a lot when we were kind of when I was kind of getting ready to like start this conversation was making things like about me Mm -hmm. and about like whether it's the impact or the like the impact something had or the current situation really making it focused on me because it was it could just be easily kind of I don't know an unfocused discussion if we weren't bringing it back to how it affects me how it Mm -hmm. is showing up in my life right right now so like that just having the chance because you know in other relationships I mean I could talk to like friends about something and like talk about how something's impacting me too but to have like such dedicated time to like Mm -hmm. we are really focusing only on me we're not really right now taking into account anyone else's feelings we're only focusing on me right and like that can feel kind of like I don't know. That makes me feel kind of shitty sometimes, but yeah. it's like, that's why you need that space right. is so that you, so that it's a space that it's expected that mm-hmm. we are focusing only on you. Yeah. Which is interesting to say as a four, but yeah. I find the same thing. I'm just like, yeah, but how does, you know, this must be how so-and-so feels in the circumstance or like if you consider their, you know, how they were raised and the environment they grew up in, that makes sense that they're mm-hmm. acting the way that they did or that oh, they I did always something. Want that, to, yeah. Like, you know, if I think about my parents or something that, well, it make, I knew my grandparents, right. You know, and I watched all of that happen. So it makes sense that like this would happen in the way that it happened. And so like you're extending empathy or compassion to them, but at the same time, like there needs to be a space for you to hold me all all of us to hold like what is our experience within that Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's really hard for me to do that 
on my own mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about experiences yeah. or even or even just present day things that I'm like struggle with that I'm afraid to even consider that anybody in my life has ever impacted me and it's like like nope nothing anyone you know like like when I respond to your text <laughs> yes. with yes, yes. <laughs> or and then 10 minutes later okay <laughs> Or the fight that my friend, that my best friends and I got in in eighth grade that I still think about. Yeah. And if I'm thinking about that at home, just sitting on my couch, I'm going to be, my brain is going to be just stewing in, oh, but this is what she was going through too. Or this was right. happening also. Or this was like the big thing happening for all of us, whatever. Whereas like in therapy, it's like <laughs> she will bring me back and to right. like. But and give you permission to do Yes, that. the permission, yeah. which I think is huge for me because otherwise I feel guilty without that permission, which is right. also something to work on. But like, like <laughs> which is why I keep going back to right, therapy. But just permission to really only think about me for, right. for an hour. Because it's okay to be quote unquote selfish right. with some of that. And I think to be healthy and insightful, we have to tune into ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, if I'm looking at experiences from like the big picture or from like the whole system, whatever only, my insight and like connections that I'm gonna make are not nearly at the same level yeah. as when I can really focus on me Yeah. in it. I think I just had this like example pop into my head of a few years ago when there was um, a relationship dynamic <laughs> that <laughs> I was in and I hope someday I can talk a lot more openly about that because it's just a fucked up situation mm -hmm. that I think way too many people experience similar things but and maybe I will one day but anyways um, from that experience, there was like the grief of losing people in my life that were like still alive, but like mm -hmm. the healthiest thing to do was to cut off all ties and communication and all of that. There was the um, practicing boundaries with people. Um, and instead of trying to people please and do something for other people in order to earn their love and attention or care or whatever, um, focusing on myself instead in that healing process. Mm -hmm. And if I wouldn't have learned to, if I wouldn't have worked through that therapeutically and stayed present through all of that, like in my present day where I'm having to do that with relationships that are even more like foundational in my life, mm -hmm. then I was like, that was a stepping stone to where I'm at now. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for like the therapeutic process for being a safe place to understand and connect and grow as an individual through those so that it's not that somebody else is telling me what to do or how to do it, but they hold me accountable and offer support through that. Mm -hmm. What makes therapy like fulfilling for you? 
I think when I walk away with some new connection or understanding about something, mm-hmm. I'm just like on a high. Yeah. Because I, I love understanding things more and like, yeah. I mean, I think that people are just so like interesting and complex and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think about like stuff that I do that I hate, you know, yeah. I love when I have like a better understanding about it, even right. if it's super painful. Like I went through some of that, like in therapy this year that like, there were things that like we talked about that my therapist and I talked about that I hated and like, mm-hmm. I hated these conversations and like did not leave those sessions feeling good. But I really appreciate having just better understanding and like wisdom about myself and like being able to um, like use that going forward just to help me understand, help me have like more self-compassion that it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, this makes sense. Like even if I hate this or, um, or it's something that I'm still, if, I don't know, if my therapist were to like point out something, mm-hmm. like some behavior that I'm doing like <laughs> over and over that I'm maybe not seeing, yeah. um, like it can be really hard and it can be something that I'm still working on, but to have that understanding, like, cause then throughout the process of working on it, it's like, I get why it's hard for me and that makes it easier to continue working on, I guess, and just makes the process not feel, I don't know, it removes some of the like shame from it and to be, and to have a trusted therapist who, one, that I'm receptive to like hearing what she has to say Mm -hmm. and that like she feels comfortable like saying things to me. Yeah. Um, Even if they're gonna be hard like, yeah, I just remember a session, like, we started, and she's like, this is going to be hard. And I was like, fuck. But, <laughs> and it was, but it was just like, okay, at least we're, like, in this together. And, and like, you're safe. And I'm safe, and, like, I'm being met with a lot of compassion and understanding and Well, we don't grace. just show up, like, inappropriately behaving for no reason. Right, or exactly. maybe not even inappropriately behaving. Just, like... Ineffectively. Ineffectively, yeah. like, just... There's, yeah, there's reasons behind things. Yeah, and And that's what, just like I had a really challenging interaction with uh, my niece a couple weeks ago, and like, she's 10. She doesn't know what she's saying to me. Like, (laughs) she doesn't understand that. Um, Or maybe she's having a hard day, and I'm a safe person for her to like, put her anger on or whatever. Like, that's not easy to be on the receiving end of that but there's also like I'm not going to be angry at her I there's just a different lens to look through that now if that would have been years ago I mean I would fight with my niece like I'm like no yeah <laughs> you know I'd act like them because it was just like <laughs> oh god ma- yeah. you know my maturity wasn't <laughs> there but I'm like this is the importance of growing and like yeah I'm not 10 years old <laughs> I can respond as an adult to a 10 year old right um and it still might be hard but 
that's yeah. my role as <laughs> an adult <laughs> and her aunt. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when you were saying, like, when you left and I can't remember what word you said, like, it really, s- I don't know what you said a word, but I was just thinking, but you were safe. Like, yeah. To process that, you know, somebody maybe, I don't know if calling out is the right word, but, you know, bringing awareness to something mm-hmm. specifically about you that, like, isn't working, mm-hmm. um, then, and they can do that with compassion, and you know that you're not being attacked, you're not being judged, you're not being shamed. Mm-hmm. It's hugely important. Yeah. And that could significantly change the way that you engage with people. Yeah. And I think it's really good practice too, because I think that over the years, like I think I've made it really difficult for like a lot of people in my life to give me, Mm. to call awareness to things. Yeah. If my, if probably any of my family members really tried to like call awareness to something, I would have a really hard time reacting to it. Yeah. Like I would feel either horrible and like ashamed about it or I would get mad or something. So to have a relationship, which I have more now, like I feel yeah. like you could call something out, bring awareness to something for me and I would like handle that. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> then. if you really need to though. I'm not just opening that up. But, um, but it's good practice too to yeah. be like, okay, you're going to point something out right. that without it, without it being pointed out is potentially harming me. Right. You know, like yeah. it's good practice for me to be able to then like then have a conversation and not just shut down and like, nope, you're wrong. And like, right. screw you and whatever. Storm out the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, for sure. And, oh, you said too something about, um, you're not just going to therapy and being told what to do and whatever. Yeah. And that's another thing that I feel like is like a little thing that I get out of therapy is she does not do like any amount of telling me what to do. Oh, it's to, to the point that it's she, like irritating. Oh, it's so irritating. She had me write something down the other day, but it was like kind of open-ended. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, just tell me what to write. And she like <laughs> laughed because she's like, no, because I like, I can't make decisions. Like yeah. it, we talk about it a lot in therapy, just how paralyzed and stressed I get about even really little decisions or like, I just can't trust myself and being, and I feel like she really like capitalizes on that in our <laughs> sessions to yeah. like kind Challenge of give it. me little opportunities to like make a decision and just trust myself. Yeah. And that's one of those things that I don't, I don't think about or really even leave therapy and be like, oh, I worked on decision-making today, but I did. <laughs> like, cause she yeah. just kind of sneaks it in there. I, I just saw on the socials, um, it was a 42 day practice of um, how to become more confident in decision making. That's so crazy oh that you brought that up. Huh. I, I'll have to see if it pops up again yeah. because there's an ad for something. But um, if, it's, if I have to buy it, I'm not going to buy it. That's so fun. 
Yeah, it was like 42 days. I was like, I was looking at it. I'm like, why is this coming out? I'm like, I make decisions just fine. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I kept scrolling. I probably don't. <laughs> like, whatever. Your phone was trying to tell you something. Like, <laughs> yeah. You haven't bought enough this Christmas season. Um, I, we should do an episode on like the... Um, cliche assumptions that people make about therapy yeah yeah that it's that just, just like aren't true like oh that gosh. your therapist just telling you what to say yeah or just mm-hmm. um the other day when we were texting oh uh, <laughs> I was trying to provide you support okay and one yeah. of the things well, hopefully, I <laughs> hopefully I was supportive um but, like, one of the things that I've worked on therapeutically over the years is that when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I don't want to make it about me. Mm. Because I think it's really easy to be like, oh, yeah, it's I've been in this so situation easy. and da 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 da. And, like, that was one conversation that I'm like, Emily, okay, this is her experience. She has to go through this herself. Like, just be supportive. And then I was finally like, I'm trying not to just, like, be a four and, like, tell you this. But, like, I just want you to know. Because um, it's so hard, I think, when you've been through a similar thing that you just want to be like, yeah, well, this is my story and this is how yeah. it worked out. And so it'll be fine. Right. It might not be. I don't know. <laughs> No, what you did was fine. Um, yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when you're like telling somebody a story and then they just make it all about. Yeah, but it is. It's so easy to do. It's so easy. Like I do that. I mean, the I'm, second somebody says something that I can relate to, my brain starts I know, going. I'm like, and, like I, have I have to, to catch tell you. my mouth before I start. Like yes. just completely being like. Oh, yeah. yeah, that happened to me, mm-hmm. which sometimes, sometimes that can be like a helpful thing to say, but sometimes it's like, but you don't no, have to tell the whole to... story of right. what exactly happened to you. Right. But like, oh yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Been there. Not to minimize your experience. <laughs> I go to therapy because I can take Adley with me. Oh Yeah. I wonder what my therapist would do if I showed up with my cats. <laughs> you should. And a little backpack. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh my god. Actually, the therapy is for Adley. <laughs> um, she really needs a one-hour nap <laughs> once a week, and so <laughs> see, she's a green. Yeah, you're just there to support her. I am. She's actually like one of the worst. Like, she is not comforting in therapy <laughs> sessions. <laughs> She, like, goes to the corner and, like, I mean, she's kind of close, but she's just, like, all right, I'm in my spot. I'm going to take a nap. And then lately, like, I don't, she normally doesn't do this in sessions, but she has started, like, dreaming. So she's, like, really getting into her sleep in these sessions. Um, And so she'll be, like, running in her sleep and, like, these little barks in her sleep. Like, it's just so distracting. Um. No, but one of the things I was thinking about is that I've also, you know, not been with the same therapist the entire time I've been in therapy mm-hmm. and um, of just recognizing that different therapists have different strengths and have been with me in different seasons. And yeah, like I'm really grateful for every therapist that I've had and the way that they've showed up in my journey and 
just recognizing that sometimes we outgrow one another or you might feel like your needs have been met or Mm -hmm. maybe you just take a break from therapy and then when you go back you meet with somebody else so Mm -hmm. just recognizing that different people can be a part of that process and that it's not just one person that will forever be there right it might be but it also might not be yeah I feel like I've gotten huge support and um insights and whatever I've like made really important progress with each therapist I've ever worked with and like yeah like you said like seasons of life like I just kind of think with each one it's like this is who I like needed right now right and this is who I needed right now and this is Mm -hmm. who you know and like yeah it's interesting now because the therapist that I saw all throughout high school is who I'm seeing again which I never thought that I would yeah do that but um so that's just interesting too I think like during those years she was really who I needed and right now this stuff that we're working on is also really like important and I think that she's a really good person for me to be working on it with like it's just but um yeah I mean I've always been really I don't know if lucky is the word, but fortunate to have yeah. really great therapists and really great relationships with them. And Ditto. it's, yeah, I mean, I would not trade like any of my time with any of them to, I would not like shorten it or no. change any of it. Like it's all just been kind of what I really needed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm incredibly grateful for that. I also think it's super hard to like, leave one therapist and work with another one even when it's even when you like feel like it's kind of complete or something like or something changes like a few years ago I changed from one because it was an insurance thing and that sucked like because I was like no I'm not done with this but but then when I started meeting with the next one it was like okay no this 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 feels good and like this is right and I don't know it's hard but finding like I mean I've never had to kind of like shop around at all which I I feel really lucky for yeah but I know some people like really do to find the right one and I think that is important that if it doesn't feel right yeah to look for somebody else I um I'm thinking about like how I've found most of my therapists and most of it has been like a direct referral from somebody who knows me, somebody that I trust and that, you know, somebody else has been able to kind of make an assessment of like, oh yeah, I think this person would be a good fit for you. Yeah. I only had one that I just found. It's really, I'm like shocked at like how well that went for me just because like, just because I I hear so much of like people having a hard time finding like the right therapist and like the first because that one... I did a lot of research for the one that I had to go find. I yeah. did a lot of research. It was just like, I found her card, basically, and I called her. And that was like the first time I found a therapist, aside from the one that I had in high school, who my parents found, and then aside from ones being like assigned to me in treatment. Yeah. Like, so this was like the first time I like did yeah. that. And it was worked well for 
a few years. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I've been lucky. That's awesome. What if <laughs> I just need to share one of my favorite um, lessons in therapy once that was with my current therapist, but it was when I was probably 16 or 17. Um, I used to, I still really don't like making phone calls, but it used to. I love that I call you all the time <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Did your stomach just like drop what I call? It used to more than it does now. Cause you're probably like, I'm like, I don't know It's better than you. you texting me and being like, can I call you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's what gets me is when you do that. But, but no, this I'm going to do that. <laughs> My therapist, I woke up late for a, a session once. Like I woke up and it was like 9.55 and I had a 10 o'clock session or okay. something. And I freaked out. So I called my dad and I was like, you need to call her and tell her I won't be there. Oh and God. he was like, okay. So <laughs> and so she tells him like, okay, I can meet with her at two or something. So he calls me back and tells me. I get there at two. <laughs> she, <laughs> she left the room. She took her phone, left the room, and made me practice calling her and telling her, I overslept. Can we reschedule? <laughs> and I was mortified. Like, now just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I was so anxious. And she, like, comes back in the room, and she's like, that went great. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's still, like, my dad's favorite. I mean, he's still, like talks about that He's yeah like, remember when she made you practice calling her I'm like yeah I remember <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> it's just so damn you should funny. have said you were sick or something so <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god that uh, would be the worst I wouldn't be able to do that because it would be like um like role-playing yeah I, I don't I, don't do I that hate stuff. that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh uh I um, <laughs> was laughing in therapy last week because I had an 8 a.m. therapy oh session. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I'm like, I don't start my day that early. But it was the only thing she had available. She was even like, I'm so sorry. It's the only <laughs> thing I have open. I'm like, it's fine. So I stopped and got... Um, I like going to Dunkin' Donuts. Their coffee is really good. Mm-hmm. Well, their donuts are too. But um, I really liked their coffee. I was going to get some coffee before I went to the session. Well, the line was just mm. so long. So there's a gas station right there. So I'm like, I'll just go to the gas station and get coffee. I go to therapy. I'm like, yeah, I'm having to drink gas station coffee. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't drink coffee. I'm just like, oh, my God. She drinks Diet Pepsi. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh man. Um, I guess she's like originally from Iowa and I was like the Huskers and the Hawkeyes. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh. Um, but she's a Husker fan. So it's kind of not a full like ex You guys have her. worked through a lot. We have. In your relationship. And then coffee. I was just like, she's like, it's a wonder you still come. I'm like, I know. It's just like, gosh. <laughs> But no, I think the, I think some people are just wired too, that they are learning individuals and they want to continue that personal growth and like 
therapy isn't always processing right. deep-rooted trauma. Right. It's about... Yeah, day to day, like I, I need to talk to my boss and I'm not <laughs> sure what to say, like right, just random like, little things that come up. Yeah, it's a good safe space to be able to have hard conversations. And I do think that like we have to acknowledge like our privilege and that we have access to that. Yeah. And not everybody does. And so I really do appreciate the fact that I have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I will continue to engage in that process as I want to and need to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel very lucky to have that resource. Yeah. Anything else you feel like people should know about therapy? Hmm. Or encouragement you would give to people about therapy? I mean, like you said, it doesn't... It's not always intense processing. Right. And so, and it doesn't have to, I don't know, it's easy to like go in and like start therapy with that expectation that it's like, okay. I'm here to fix something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. I don't like that. No. Because I don't think that we're to be fixed. I don't think we're problems to be solved or fixed. I think that people are hurting, they're intrigued by something, mm-hmm. they want to function better. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a multitude of reasons and conditions that people go to therapy for. And um, the reality is, is that we don't have to hold stuff on our own. Um, and that could be a conversation with your boss. <laughs> it could be your childhood trauma. Like, right. you don't have to navigate that. And some of, of it is just things that maybe you don't want to share with your friends or process with your friends mm-hmm. or a family member or whoever. But right. having that place that you can talk about some deeply personal things and for that to be a safe, confidential place to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think the right therapist, like part of that relationship, like being a good fit is having a therapist that understands and is willing to kind of be there for the multitude of mm-hmm. things that come up. Like you could be, I mean, like I said, like I, was talking to my therapist about something that I've never talked about before. And it's like, I've known her for years. And so we've spent several years working together, never talking about this. And she was fine. And I don't even want to say she was patient about it because that makes it seem like she still had the expectation. I think she's just been like following my cue basically. And so I think that it's also, that's also something that, is helpful to keep in mind that you get to take things at your own pace and talk about the things that are important for you in that moment. And a good therapist is going to push you when Mm -hmm. appropriate, lead you when appropriate, but also, yeah, be patient and Mm -hmm. allow you to decide 
you know, what parts of your story you're going to share. Mm -hmm. Do you have a goal for this week? Was that a rough transition? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was just fine. Um, I think I'm going to do... I'm not sure what this is going to look like yet. Okay. But do some preemptive self-care slash coping Mm. before my therapy session this week, just knowing, like, how hard it hit me last week. Yeah. Um, Because I really, I didn't do, like, any of that last week, really. Um, And it might have been easier if I kind of had some things in mind of how I was going to like take care of myself the rest of the day or even the following days. So I want to like think on that and um, come up with kind of a plan for myself of what that might look like, what would be helpful with like a good balance of either spending time with people and kind of like distraction things and also just letting myself kind of sit and feel and journal more if I want to or whatever. So yeah, just think about that more and kind of come up with a plan. Awesome. What's yours? When you're talking about self-care, I realized I haven't scheduled a massage in a really long time. Oh, I had to cancel my last one. Um, Now you can schedule with the person you want. So I think um, I'm going to plan to do that, especially like, yeah, going in. Hopefully there's something open in the next couple of weeks with the whole Christmas season. I think that that would be a good like yeah, pre-Christmas thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I've got my new planner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so excited about. Um, I need to think about like my goals and some of the things like affirmations and I don't remember what all is at the beginning of that now. So I want to get that set up and ready before the new year starts. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at you're not that special with underscores in between. If you'd like to write us, feel free to email us at you are not that special at gmail.com. But most importantly, always remember, you are not that special. 